Well, welcome today. We're talking about heroes, leadership, and Russ Wilson, and all that that has to do on Pastors on Pop. I'm Matt Manning. I'm here with James. Uh, welcome, James, to uh, another edition of our awesome podcast. Thanks, Matt. It's good to be with you again. Hey, so I thought it'd be fun for us to kick this off as we talk about heroes, for us to kind of rapid fire uh, uh, generally in our life growing up and even today, like who comes to mind when you think of heroes? Yeah. Now, when we rapid fire, is this like strict rapid fire rules or do I get to explain why my answer happened? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Explain why? There, there's no rules. All right. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> well, well, I just want to make sure that we're playing within the rules. So how about how about you go first? What's what's one of your heroes? Hero number one, Bob Iger, the Bob. the old CEO of Disney when they were a good company. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Uh, hero number one for me, this is going back from when I was a kid, is Mark Messier. So Mark Messier was the captain of the New York Rangers. Colorado didn't have a team yet when it came to hockey. So I was a Ranger fan, and Mark Messier today at 60 years old looks like he could still put the gear on and go <laughs> kick butt. Right on. Another hero, David Gilmore, guitarist of Pink Floyd. All right. Another one for me, Ted Lasso of the hit TV show Lasso. It is... I don't have to say anything else. <laughs> from uh, for me again, uh, Evil Knievel, who when I was a kid would drive his motorcycle and jump over literally anything they asked him to. Great, <laughs> great. I can't imagine what your childhood was like if that was your hero. Lots of uh, lots, lots of, of trips to the hospital. Yes, awesome, <laughs> awesome. All right, another one uh, for me is Albert Moeller. Uh, he's a theologian and uh, just amazing thinker uh, for our time. And, man, I wish I was like a tenth as smart as he is. No doubt. Again, for me, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. Yes. And just, man, that guy is like so insightful, so relational. Just every time I have a chance to hear him, he just blows my mind. Batman? Because why not? <laughs> Everybody should want to be Batman. So let's flip it up. Let's go. Let's go anti-heroes or villains. I yes. Anti-heroes slash villains. Yeah. Who uh, fire, start get us started? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I gotta ask why. Because because you can't make a career at just singing other great songs that other people wrote oh, and recorded. Like that that's all so she true. does, and it just drives me nuts. That is so true. Her latest one that everybody went like nuts over. I think, was it a Metallica song? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Blondie, everybody. Yeah, Pink Floyd. It's just, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, for me, uh, sticking kind of in the same entertainment, Johnny Depp, uh, particularly with all the trials going on, I just need him to be quiet. And what I haven't been able to figure out is the accent that he has being born in Owensboro, Kentucky and raised in Florida. Yes. Right? I just want to start talking in an Irish accent and see if anybody <laughs> notices. Uh, another for me, LeBron James. I just never, I never really liked his his swagger and his attitude. Uh, I don't think he's the best. Okay. So we're gonna get some messages. <laughs> but I, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, since you brought it up, who is the best basketball player of all time? I think Jordan. Jordan. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you're gonna live. You're gonna live well tonight. Um, <laughs> staying with the sports. If I had to go with one, it would be Alex Rodriguez um, for the whole steroid era. And still to this day, pretending like he didn't do anything wrong. Yes. How about Putin? Not <laughs> a fan. <laughs> Rightfully so right now, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, going back into the comic book world, Joker. 
Um, mm. Yeah, I've never been a fan of Joker. I'm glad that, you know, this new Batman series didn't have Joker as the primary character, and I hope that they don't. But I, I kind of liked him in the Joker movie. Like, I, I felt for him. Yes, in the Dark Knight. Ye no, in uh oh oh oh, you're talking. Phoenix, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one because, I'm that would make me scared. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, a group of hero or a group of villains, politicians. politicians. Like I generally just don't like any of them. Yes, well, I think <laughs> I think I would I would say. The same thing, politicians. <laughs> so maybe that's just where we end. We can all kind of land on a very positive note yes. in that space. And so today we're talking about leadership and yeah. heroes. And there is a new hero in town, and uh, his name is Russ Wilson. Uh, I can only imagine 8, 9, 10, 11-year-olds like this is the new cool cat in town. And we are on Team Let Russ Cook. Oh, absolutely. Now, you're from not from Seattle, but you lived a good portion of your life in Seattle. Yeah. And so you were there when he was drafted and kind of his, his uh, rise to exciting quarterback. And the other day you were sharing something a little bit with me about let Russ cook yeah. and what happened in Seattle for like the first three quarters of the game and then the last quarter. So just share with everybody your Russ Wilson experience and how you hope it to be different in Denver. Yeah, right on. Yeah. So we, we were, uh, we were, we were there, there when he was drafted and uh, as a backup quarterback and he just worked his tail off and had the attitude and Pete Carroll uh, went with the shorter unproven quarterback when he had another guy sitting now, on the bench now seattle actually hired what was, who, who was the quarterback he came from green bay you guys made a big trade big trade and brought him over gave him like a 10 million dollar contract and then russ beat him out his rookie year yep that neither of us can remember who that guy's name is probably and i bet it's going to be right below us in the video <laughs> <That's right. laughs> as aiden corrects us as aiden corrects us yes <laughs> i want to say his first name was matt but matt but it wasn't I, matt matt hasselbeck no, no it wasn't matt hasselbeck but the next guy yeah Gosh, well, you know what? Aiden will take care of it for us. So, <laughs> so yeah, so so we experienced that and and saw for all of our years in Seattle, uh, three quarters of a, a running game, and um and when the running game wasn't quite working and the Seahawks would get down by twenty points in the fourth quarter, they they let Russ have the ball and he would he would put numbers on the board and yeah. uh, and always always kind of get out of a pinch. In ways that you were excited, but you were always nervous because, like, that wasn't really the strategy. Yeah. It was always just, like, you know, uh, trusting your instinct. But I think even beyond the field, a part of what I loved as, as a man and as a pastor was just seeing him holistically. Kind of mm -hmm. kind of back to my, my thing with, like, with, uh, with uh, uh, LeBron James and guys like that. Like, who they are holistically mm – -hmm really matters to me and and russ in seattle was was legit with his love for the city his support for other teams um his engagement with the community like with the children's hospital so even his his first week in denver yeah. it was exciting to see him you know go to all the press conferences and stuff and then he, uh, him uh, him and his family went right to children's hospital and started that relationship which uh you know which is just really important to me because yeah. it it's a bigger than I think he's getting paid pretty well to be here. It seems like he's he is currently and will be paid greater in the future for living in Denver. Yes. Yeah. Now, what are you uh, what are you most excited? Because I'm you know, you're now in Denver. And so I'm assuming that you're like 
you know, shifting to becoming a Denver Bronco fan. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, you and I, we have plans already to go watch Russ Cook in spring training <laughs> uh, down at Dove Valley. So what are you most excited for for the Broncos going forward? Yeah, just I think – I think he, what 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 he and the the uh, coaching staff and, and just team in general is it's it's holistic that that as great of a player as he is and all this that I mean even even his ability to diffuse attention I mean mm -hmm. Peyton and I've I've kind of always been a Bronco fan because I I always respected um, great quarterbacks of the past the legacy all of that right yeah. um, but. Uh, but I think Russ and the team have this idea of th that they're all in it together. Yeah. And and he does such a great job diffusing that, and 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 really building the guys up. And I I heard I heard all the stories about Elway and uh, buying his offensive lines a steak dinner after they uh, kept him off his rear. You know, <laughs> it's like yes. that's. But but that that team mentality. I'm I'm excited to, to uh, see that back and have have uh, the Broncos be great again. Yeah, I think it'll be really fun. And I'm, I'm really appreciative how you slid in that you've always been a closet Bronco fan now that you're in Denver. I think that was well played, Mr. Politician, well played. I've really always loved the Broncos. Yes, being a um, lifelong Bronco fan, um, I too am really excited uh, for what Russ brings. And I was a huge Peyton Manning fan. And I remember one of the first times we went down to Dove Valley, a buddy and I went down during uh, spring training. I told you the story the other day where Peyton Manning was, you know, sitting on the 10-yard line going in for um, a touchdown. But he had all the ball boys out there. So there was five guys <laughs> lined up, uh, all as wide receivers. And uh, he went to throw it to one of those ball boy, and he missed his mark uh, by like, I don't know, six feet. The ball boy did. And the pass was incomplete or all that. And I watched Peyton Manning totally like dress down this ball boy and kick him <laughs> off the field and bring another ball boy on. And I was like, wow, that's accountability, you know, Legit. <laughs> all the way through. And so there's been a lot of conversation about Russ's leadership. Um, you know, ESPN's ran an article, the Athletics ran an article on the leadership that uh, Russ is bringing to the Broncos. And you have all of these reports and all of these um, you know, from offensive linemen to wide receivers of how uh, just being around Dove Valley is different now. You know, yeah. for the last couple of years, we've had, uh, well, we've had a bazillion quarterbacks since Peyton retired. Uh, but the latest of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and, and with them, you know, okay players, uh, but they didn't quite have the leadership uh, gene or intangibles yeah. that really led to, um, to success on the field. And we just uh, see how much leadership ma like really, you know, matters in life. And, and I just wanted to ask you the question, um, like keeping it in the football realm, um, Russ is obviously a great talent, mm -hmm. but it's leadership that separates him. And what is it that you see in terms of his, his leadership that's separating him from, you know, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater or, or what's the difference that you think that that makes in the locker room? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, my, my my gut feeling is is that he's about building guys up, because I, I recently watched um, the man the man in the arena yeah um, about about uh, gosh I'm uh, Tom Tom Brady yes and it was interesting like seeing because I I never liked Tom Brady because as as a closet Broncos fan yes. you know I just kind of <laughs> like you know but but I respected him yeah and it was really interesting seeing him behind the scenes but man Tom was hard yeah. I mean, he was always hard, and it was always um, like a lot of my heroes growing up. Like, 
I've always been drawn to men who just get crap done. Uh-huh. And his thing was like, hey, I'm going to always give 110% and you got to give it. Yeah. And Russ, Russ pulls that out of guys, but he also builds guys up Yeah. when they're not. Does it make sense? So unlike a Lance Armstrong, who I, 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 I love forever, but Lance's thing was I'm going to always ride at my best. And as long as you do, you, you're on my wheel. But as soon as you can't do it, you're just off the team. It's not personal. Yeah. And as a young man, I was inspired by that. And then I realized it was like that doesn't build people up, right? Because, mm-hmm. because your your kids or people you work with, like, and just life. And I don't bring my best every day. Yeah. So how do you how do you walk life with people who just have a bad day? And I, and I think a rest. Russ has a way of shaking those things off yeah. and getting back to work and building toward the, the, the win together. Yeah, and one of the fascinating things is that, um, I don't know if you saw this week, but uh, Melvin Gordon got re-signed uh, to the Broncos, yeah. and uh, he actually showed up at OTAs, which is a pretty big deal because you know they're voluntary workouts, and uh, he's never shown up for anything voluntary. Wow. Uh, in his time in Denver, and I don't think even in San Diego. Wow. Like, if I wasn't getting paid, Gordon didn't show up. Uh, <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, he did. And I have to think that it's in part because of, uh, like, you're either on the rust train, and there's accountability, and, you know, uh, you're moving in that direction. Or or it's like, man, if you're not, like, like I guess what you were saying, in, in the calling up of uh, Melvin Gordon, like, I, I think that that's probably happened, of him coming to him and saying, hey, man, like, we want you on this. Yeah. We want you on this train, and, and we want to be great together. And this is what it's going to take. I need you to be there. And you saw you saw a firsthand years ago when when Manning uh, Manning came here. Great, amazing quarterback. And I can't imagine being a receiver yeah. who you watched him play for Tennessee or the Colts in high school. Yeah. And now you're a receiver for Russ or or, or for a Peyton Manning, yeah. and he's actually teaching you how to catch. Yeah. It's like, but that that mentorship. And him pouring into, I mean, the the whole culture got better with Peyton. Yes. But he, like, he specifically built into those guys in ways that, I mean, I'd, I'd love to read a book about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It would be really fascinating. So um, maybe we turn the conversation a little bit uh, from Russ and the leadership and the Broncos. But before I do, let's just make a, <laughs> let's make a lunch bet right here on video. Uh, what will the uh, record of the Broncos be? Just regular season record. There's 17 games in case you forgot. that. Yeah. They one. So what would you say the, the record is? Oh, I'm gonna say 14, three, 14 and three. Okay. Well, I was going to go 11 and six. So let's just make that bet. And at the end of the year, uh, one of us will buy each other lunch deal, but you always win. It's true. He wins everything. <laughs> so, sounds like a good deal. Right. Hey, my name is Matt Manning, and I am the senior pastor here at Crossroads Church. And hopefully, you are loving what you're listening to today. If you are, we would love for you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a comment, we read all of them. And if you like it, we'd love for you to share this with a friend. Every week, we get together as a church to celebrate what God is doing. And you can join us every Sunday at 8 30, 10, and 11 30 online or in-house. Let's get back to the podcast. All right, let's move on to uh, our own leadership. <laughs> so you and I um, uh, value leadership, obviously. Uh, one of the quotes that I mentioned last podcast that still sticks with me is from Maxwell, that everything rises and falls on leadership. And um, I see that so true on the football field, you know, in sports and business world, certainly in church as well, that God has given uh, gifts of leadership. And 
uh, part of our uh, stewarding of that gift is to make sure that we are invested in and investing in others when it comes to leadership. And so you and I, um, along with uh, all of our staff, actually, uh, we were just kind of on a faster track, have gone through 52 weeks of leadership training. And we just graduated three weeks ago. We did. Yeah, and we had some steak sandwiches yeah. to celebrate. <laughs> it was really great. Uh, but part of that leadership journey has been learning different tools of yeah. leadership. And one of the ones that's probably been most significant for our team that in our last podcast we actually talked about a little bit was the five years and the significance and just how practical that is. In fact, we're doing a whole sermon series on, on using the five years in relationship with to God. And um, just as like a quick uh, refresher, like the five gears are all built on cars. It's all about how our life flows, particularly in terms of relationship. And so if you think of a, of shifting gears, um, you have reverse, which is uh, really kind of that repentance or apologies. It's, you know, when you're backing stuff up, then you have gear one, which is recharge and rest. Gear two, the connected mode. Uh, gear three, social mode. Gear four, task mode. Gear five, focus mode. And so in your leadership, um, talk about a little bit about just how you've used this own, your, this gear in your own life, and then um, kind of end that question with what is the easiest gear for you to be focused in as a leader, as just really as a person? Yeah, yeah. So that 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 a tool was was incredibly eye opening and painful too because mm. because it it served as a mirror of some of my blind spots. Yeah. Uh, just just with my personality, it's like if you give me five gears in reverse, like I'll just. I'll just stick it in fourth or fifth gear and drop some super glue in it. Like I don't, I don't need the other gears, right? How like, fast can I go? Seriously, like why do you use the other ones? Like why would you ever need to slow down and and um, and realizing um, how being unaware of those other gears has caused me in relationships, mm -hmm. in in opportunities to grow with others, to just miss people. Yeah, and you know because it's because. And yeah, so in a lot of ways, it was a painful process because I realized how I can step into a room and I like you and we're going to get after it. So let's get after it. Mm -hmm. And I can blow right past. How are you doing? Yeah. How's the family? I, I, but deep down, I care about those things and it's going to come out in our conversations somehow. Yeah. But man, I just, I just want to drive. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, so yeah, so the initial process was really painful uh, see, seeing that about myself and then go, kind of going back and realizing some damage done yeah, yeah. and ha having to, or ma making, uh, making plans to address those things. But, but uh, then it was exciting to realize the health that flows from shifting down and being in different gears and just, just understanding this person doesn't need me to solve their problems. They just need me to be there. Yeah, absolutely. I think I had something similar. You and I, in terms of personality, are pretty similar. Um, you know, in the giant voices, you are a pioneer guardian. I'm a pioneer creative. Uh, but that first voice is so important because it's strategic. It's uh, driven, right? Success, like the win, yeah. you know, is, is what we're after. And um, I think I would say the same thing, that as we walk through many of the giant tools, because part of giant is know yourself to lead yourself and knowing yourself particularly as two driven individuals, right? You're like, let's run through that wall. Well, some things might fall on other people. We're going through the wall. <laughs> um, it was really hard to kind of to see and, uh, and to go through. And I think like you, uh, the gear that's easiest for me to live in actually is gear five, 
where I'm just like deeply focused on a project. And uh, when I am, the whole world just kind of shuts off. Yeah. Uh, and that, and I live in that space a lot. And I started to notice it um, in some interesting ways as we were going through this. So typically people um, in church or wherever, uh, just, you know, regular living life, um, if someone comes up to me, typically the first thing that they'll say out of their mouth is, look, I know you're really busy. Whether I'm busy or not, I like, you know, oftentimes I'm thinking, oh, no, I got you know, space or time or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but the first thing that they always say is like, I know that you're so busy. And what I started to realize about myself is that I am so focused. Like I'm in that gear five so much that very rarely do I, do I turn it off the block? Like I'm just in that mode, that zone. And people see that. Yeah. And so when they come yeah. up, they see that I'm, that I'm deeply focused on whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, and so the assumption is, is that I'm, I'm busy, uh, when the reality is, is I'm just in that gear five and unless somebody before this shook me and rattled me out of it, it was, uh, I didn't come out very often pedal to the metal. And so funny story, uh, Saturday, um, before Easter, we were preparing around the church and getting stuff ready. And I was looking for something that, that we needed. And so I was, I was like in gear five, I'm going to find this, you know, it's somewhere, <laughs> we got 35,000 square feet of building. I will look on every square foot to find this. And so we had volunteers everywhere and I'm just like, right, like through the hallways and stuff. And I came down these stairs and two great volunteers like stopped me and clearly wanted to have a conversation. And I was just like, blew right by him. And then like the whole know yourself to lead yourself, yeah. like clicked in <laughs> and I was like, crap like oh like here's two people that like actually wanted to connect with me and i just blew by because i'm in gear five and so i like shifted really quick and i said hey i am really focused right now on finding something i'll be back yeah and uh you know it was like i'm off i'm going to and then i returned my promise i came back was able to but like that just moment of just like cringeworthy like like, am I ever going to get this? Yeah. You know, totally. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to, uh, like the other side, um, you know, that knowing yourself and knowing that you and I both, you know, like to spend a lot of time in gear four or gear five, uh, what is one of the gears that you're intentionally trying to shift into more often and really focus on, um, in your life right now? Yeah. Uh, really, really, really gear, a uh, gear one, just, just, just rest. And we, we at Crossroads talk a lot about Sabbath yes, and about, about resting. And, you know, it's, it's not a very American idea. I mean, even our vacations are pretty intense culturally, mm -hmm. right? Like we, we, we get all the stuff done in the city. Totally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever find it interesting that when you go on vacation, you visit all the cool stuff in the city, but the city that you live in, you rarely make it to the cool stuff. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like I've visited so many stadiums across America um, being on vacation, like, hey, I'm going to go check out whatever yeah. stadium. I have never once taken a tour of Coors Field, the ball <laughs> arena, or um, I don't know what we call our football field anymore, Mile High. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, l learning how learning how to slow down myself and, um, again, kind of that know yourself to, to lead, lead yourself, it, it's a scary question for a lot of us because we – we realize that we we actually don't know ourselves very well. I mean, yeah. I've 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 known for a long time. I mean, I'm a musician, and there's a guitar in our living room always, and I I just like playing, and it's just kind of doing something with my hands. I'm it's a little goal oriented because I'm I feel like I'm getting a little better every day, right? But <laughs> can't but, turn it all the way off, James. <laughs> yeah, right. But but 
it's soothing for me to just work work on a guitar solo or something or uh, sitting in the sun and just just reading a book and just yeah. just kind of giving myself permission to do that yeah yeah that's a journey i started to go through um in 2018 2017 2018 of really finding that rest and and i think today i've really have found a good rhythm of rest i would say that the gear that i'm learning to shift into more often is two um, so, you know, the other gears are not terribly difficult for me to shift into, but gear two seems to be that one. And I don't know what it is about the, you know, uh, intimacy of, of walking into others or, um, that, but there's a person on staff and I just shared last week, um, about Mandy Avery and, uh, everybody wants to be on Mandy's team. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be in Mandy's presence. And the reason for that is because she is so good at shifting into gear two. And when you're with her, you just know that she's for you. Yeah. And, um, you know, she always greets people with their name. Like she just walks through life in such a way that she's present enough um, to really see other people and allow them to be who they were created to be. Yeah. And, um, and I look at that and I go, man, God, would you teach me? to step out of the focus mode so much in my life and just learn to be present with people. Just where people go, man, I love hanging out with Matt because man, I'm just, I can just be who I am. Like he's safe. Yeah. And for me to be so present that, um, that learning people's names is not difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I'm doing like some secret trick yeah. <laughs> to learn someone's yeah. names, but I'm just so present with them that I just remember their name because because of the presence that I'm that I have with them. I think so oftentimes when it comes to people's names, I've been thinking a lot about this, is that we're so focused on what we're gonna say next or how we're gonna contribute to the conversation or answering the question that someone's bringing to us, right, in, a, in an initial interaction, that we never actually take the time just to be present with people. And so the name is so far down the list of, you know, in priority of what I am trying to do. Yeah. Uh, that we just forget and yet the names that we have like studies have been shown of how different parts of our brains light up when we hear our names mm -hmm. um that there's something deeply personal and intimate about that just knowing someone's name and so um you know last couple of weeks god's really impressed that upon me and just trying to go okay like i just want to walk in presence like on sunday morning when i'm not preaching and i'm out here intentionally shift into gear three or even into gear two and just be present with people yeah and and in our personalities as uh, pioneers right i mean like we 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 do care about people and i but but be because of our drivenness like like some some of my biggest heartache in this process is having people close to me say um i know you like working with me yeah but i i don't know if you, you like 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 n not taking the time to connect at that deeper level like people can feel like cogs very quickly and it and it breaks our heart right because Absolutely. we we do care about people and we love having them in our life yep but not taking the time to shift down and and a saying that or a letting our time and our body language communicate that yeah absolutely well we certainly learned a lot and we could spend weeks and weeks and weeks talking about uh, what we've learned through Giant and the different tools that we're using. But if you uh, do want more information on Giant, you can go to giant.tv. If you're looking for the coach that 
James and I used. He was on the last podcast. Uh, Todd is his name. And you can find him actually at giant.tv slash TK Consulting. And uh, that gets you in contact with him. But uh, Or you can also tune into our series that we're doing in church right now called Shifting Gears, where we're talking about this, not in relationship to one another so much, but in relationship to God. And so those are a few of the resources uh, that you can have for uh, yourself if you want to go deeper uh, with this topic. James, as always, good to see you. You as well. All right, go Broncos. Right on. Look forward to my lunch <laughs> on January 15th of 2023. <laughs>